0: Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, a weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of Prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly Reefer radio rebellion against Prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, and its 26th year found at Hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from Aha Publishing, also found at Hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hemp Present is Idaho activist Sarah Frank, joining me in about 60 seconds. Here in my state of Washington, we have enjoyed what some folks would call legalization since 2012. While I personally would characterize what we have as a significant degree of decriminalization, but semantics aside, any person 20 years or older can walk into a brick-and-mortar recreational cannabis shop here in Washington State and purchase from a wide variety of available strains up to an ounce of retail weed. As you heard in my intro, this is my 26th year working with the Seattle Hemp Fest, one of the oldest and absolute largest events of its kind anywhere in the world. We enjoy as many as 100,000 annual attendees who listen to music and speakers on multiple stages and who can peruse as many as 400 arts, crafts, food, and informational vendors. Lately, I've been hearing a disturbing comment from some folks who said things like, you still do the Hemp Fest? Is there even a reason for that anymore? Well, I bristle at such a statement because not only should events such as Seattle Hemp Fest continue as cultural celebrations for the 420 culture long after Prohibition is dead and gone very far from that day. There are almost 50 Americans serving life in prison for cannabis in America. Cannabis is federally illegal. But the example I use most often in my reply is that just across our state border, as you move into the state of Idaho, prohibition is raging full force and needlessly destroying lives. My guest today is a courageous activist and organizer who runs our sister event, the Idaho Hemp Fest, which has a strong focus on promoting legal industrial hemp production. The struggle in Idaho is one that's taking place on the front lines of the fight against all things prohibition. And my guest today is working at the tip of the spear, as we say, in the advocacy world. And she's joining me in our virtual present studios today. Sarah Frank is a mother of three from Boise, Idaho, with an education in criminal justice. Her credentials include being the founding director of Moms for Marijuana International, co-founder at the Fight for Lily Foundation, a family advocacy CPS and family courts watchdog organization, the founder of New Approach Idaho, as well as Compassionate Idaho. And as I said, the president and event coordinator of the Boise, Idaho Hemp Fest. Welcome, Sarah, to Cannabis Radio.
3: Thank you so much, Vivian. It's a pleasure.
0: You've been long involved in the movement to legalize and were you initially brought into the fight against prohibition.
3: Well, I was very, very sick. (laughs) Um, And just along the way, I realized that marijuana worked better than any of the pharmaceuticals that the doctors were giving me. And being who I am, somebody who likes to use, you know, critical thinking and logic and research to make my decisions, I started researching online about marijuana and the things that were being learned learned around the globe, you know, the studies being done in Madrid, Spain on cannabis and cancer and the research just... And then you start learning about the history and things like that, and I just... I just became overwhelmed by knowledge and just wanted to share it with the world, and started a social media page that just started growing and became what it is today.
0: Uh, what year did you start the social media page?
3: It was in two thousand five on MySpace. You've been at
0: it for about after about twelve years. Yeah, I, I actually liked MySpace better than better than than space spaz book is what I call it. You've done so much for the cause, but obviously I'm thrilled to have you on as president of our sister event, the Boise Hemp Fest. Can you describe the event to us? What will attendees that attend the Boise Hemp Fest find there?
3: Well, we call it a cannabis education event. So our primary focus is education. Um, That is what we see all my years of activism in Idaho. What we see is the need for education and the need to change the stigma so that people will you know, speak out and demand access to this uh, beneficial drug and this beneficial plant and all of its uses. So we really focus on telling them why we want cannabis legal. You know, we talk about hemp a lot, all the different uses of hemp. Just an activist in 2005, I really felt like I was crawling out from under a rock here in Idaho. You know, people in Idaho, when we speak to them, you know, you ask somebody, what do you think about cannabis legalization? And they say, Well, what's that? They don't know that it's cannabis. They still hear the word marijuana, and then they hear, they get that initial fear of it that we've all been programmed with. And so we are really trying to combat that with education. We have um, what we call the Enchanted Forest that has cannabis education displays set up. Um, about all the different uses, what's going on in the world, um, the different kind of organs there, the reasons to be using it, especially for children, epileptic children, because that's really on fire as a debate here in Idaho. Um, And then we also offer, you know, a family-friendly environment. So we have like a kid land and games and face painting and a bounce house and, of course, entertainment, bands, um, and we're working towards a hemposium.
0: (laughs) Nice. And, uh, and a symposium, of course, at least at Seattle Hemp Fest, is a big uh, circus tent that we have where there's panel discussions that go on and keynote speeches and stuff. Um, what's the permitting process like for your event in Boise, and have you had any pushback from the community of any kind, anything negative?
3: Um, there hasn't been too much pushback. Uh, we have to go through a special events um, approval process where we – submit an application to the city of Boise and attend a special events meeting where we go over all the different details and the things that are concerned about, like security, um, the number of attendees, you know, the fire things, because we have fire dancers at the end of our event. And so we have to follow the fire guidelines and get our fire permit. Um, we have been discussing whether or not to allow alcohol. So alcohol permitting will be, you know, maybe in our future, we haven't decided yet. It's a, it would be a good draw for Idaho, but we also like to stay away from alcohol because of the, you know, the drastic contrast between the two drugs. Um, but we also want to promote that it's a, it could become a local, you know, like we have a million breweries in Boise. So it's, you know, we want to promote how well it could help our local economy for local dispensaries to be able to have the same kind of licensing of the local breweries. Um, And then they give us, usually they get the approval for the actual permit to us just days before the event. But in general, Uh it's very, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So we just assume it's going to come and we get a lot of support from the people we work with in the parks department. And, you know, as long as we're following what they ask and ask our questions, they're more than willing to help us.
0: Yeah, you know, in, at Seattle Hemp Fest, we have uh, found very similar situation, of course. And they're always concerned about the public safety issues, which is their job and sanitation and parking, uh, all those kind of things uh, through the permitting process. Um, and, and, the, and the cool thing is, is when we first started, there was a lot of, you could just kind of tell, they're like, oh, God, these are, we were dealing with the druggies, you know. The hippies or whatever was kind of their attitude, and then as the years go by, as they get to know us and they see how hard we work, how responsible, how professional we are, how, that we're good people and that we care about what we believe in, it's amazing how you see the transformation happen. And pretty soon, yes, they're our friends and they're advocating for us. <laughs> uh, you
3: found yes, that exactly. Kind of We've been. Um, this is technically my fourth hemp-related festival I've thrown or been a part of throwing in Boise. Originally, we had the Idaho Hope Fest because the stigma was so great. We felt the need to hide the word hemp, so we had H O P E. Right. Hemp offers people everything, and we were, you know, masquerading right. our hemp fest as another one. Um, so, but I wasn't part of the hemp like fest. organizers of it, <laughs> <laughs> right? The Idaho Hope I was, Fest,
0: but I
3: was like in Idaho. Under prohibition, yeah, like um, it's you. Are caught with anything, including paraphernalia, it's up to a year in jail and a thousand dollar fine for each thing. Like the paraphernalia would be one charge, and then the possession of marijuana would be another. They could go as far as to charge you for being for having it in your system. That's another six months in a year, in, or uh, uh, six months that in jail and a thousand dollar fine. For
0: the patients, medical patients must have a real hard time with medical marijuana there.
3: Yes, yes. And there are a lot of different reasons why, including access, or you really just try to get what you can. You know, you, you can't choose. You don't have a choice. You can't find that strain that works. Different options for consuming it. You really just get, you know, some weed in a bag. You either have good weed or bad weed, but bad weed still weed in Idaho, um, or another term they like to use is pot. <laughs> you know, go smoke the pot. And Right. What I find a lot is that the weed's been keased, you know, it's been pinched, it's prohibition, you know, it's black market. The patient in
0: Idaho has to rely 100% on the black market.
3: 100%, or go across state lines, and that's, you know, another contra- controversial. And while there are no dispensaries in Ontario, which is directly over the Idaho border from Boise, if you go west from Boise, um, but is Huntington, Oregon, which has two dispensaries, tiny old mining town. And there's like, you know, a population of maybe 500 to a thousand people there, but they get 600 customers a day. And most of them are from Idaho. And it, you, you go through the parking, lot, 30 cars in front of the dispensary and it's Idaho, 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 Oregon, Idaho, Idaho. And, you know, that's, that just shows what Idaho's missing out on for their economy, you know, and the yeah. Mayor is very pleased. <laughs> my
0: guest is Sarah Frank from the Idaho uh, Hemp Fest. Among other things, we're going to take our first, as we always do at Hemp Present, our first segment. Here's over. We're going to take our first pause for the cause because there's flaws and flaws here with my sponsors, advertisers. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back for more questions with Sarah Frank.
2: Time to roll out for the people that let us Hemp Present. Hang loose. We're coming right back.
1: Equio, New Frontiers, cutting edge, big data platform
4: The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah? Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Lama out. Got to tend to me on crap channel. You know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. The next generation of
1: vaporizers has arrived. Fuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Voober Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Voober way.
2: We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak.
0: And we're back on Cannabis Radio with Sarah Frank. Sarah, you know, us activist types, we uh, advocate for folks that are being arrested and charged and prosecuted and jailed. But you or yourself were arrested on the steps of the Idaho Capitol, I believe. How did that come down?
3: (laughs) Well, that's kind of a long story. Um, It originally started in 2011. (laughs) One of my local chapters of Moms for Marijuana here in Idaho had planned a smoke out to help support Willie Nelson. He had just been arrested. So we were doing a smoke out on front street in Boise, Idaho, and the news came down and we actually were able to light up and, you know, uh, smoke a joint and the police officer that came down really just said he only smelled tobacco. I remember that very vividly. I was like, you're not helping us. You know, We, we need you to help us. Help us show we're not hurting anybody. And, So when I moved back to Idaho, my daughter attempted to go with her father down to California to get a medical card. Um, She suffers from MRSA um, and we know that how much cannabis could help that. And so we wanted to start, you know, using the antibacterial and antimicrobial properties of cannabis to help combat her MRSA. And so I was very upset because she was moving so far away. So I Plan this rally, this protest rally. You know, I was thinking I, I got the balls to go do this. You know, and maybe it'll happen exactly like last time. Um, and then a week before the rally, I was arrested as a passenger in a vehicle. Um, they arrested me for obstructing delay because I <laughs> invoked my rights to an attorney into a warrant because I wanted to bring a drug dog inside the car, so they were asking me to step out of the car. I didn't feel comfortable doing that, um, so I invoked my rights to a lawyer like I'd been taught to do by you know my lawyer. Um, and they threatened to break the window on me, and I ultimately ended up complying exiting the vehicle, but they arrested me anyway. And during that arrest, they found my medicine in my purse. <laughs> And so I was already facing charges that year in jail and a thousand dollar fine plus a year in jail and a thousand dollar fine just for having my pipe with me. So I decided I was going to definitely go through with the smoke out because it was definitely necessary. It's time for laws in Idaho to change for so many different reasons, you know, not just my case alone, but how many Other people in Idaho go through this, you know, and they do just get swept under the rug because they take a plea bargain and they get on with their life, but now they have a criminal record. And then there's the people who are fighting cancer, you know, and um, we actually just did a show um, on one of the local news stations, did a Facebook live event where we had a police officer and a representative and a couple of us activists um, debating, you know, and. They're saying, you know, it's we need to do this slowly. We need legalization. They're supporting, they're really focused on the C B D helping children with epilepsy aspect. And so, so they're kind of okay with it. They're ready kind of to move forward, but they're they're, you know, not wanting to just jump in the water. They want to test the water before they jump in. But in the meantime, people are dying and children are suffering. And so I, I just couldn't take it anymore. Um so I did that protest and that was interesting. I think they definitely expected. Fifty people or more to actually light up on the Capitol steps. They had like thirty something cops there. Um, and then when they a video actually online, isn't there a video of your arrest? Yeah, there's <laughs> there's a lot of videos of it online. Yes, um, <laughs> I, I don't go watch them, but you know, i I'm, I'm going to see them here <laughs> soon in court because I still haven't gone to court really on this yet, or even that previous charge. They're really delaying it. Um,
0: so you and might, then you could possibly be facing, you might be facing some jail time.
3: Yeah. I'm actually facing seven years and $7,000 in fines, um, because <laughs> me oh, being, right. you know, the, the person I am, I got to keep going with what I'm doing and keep fighting. And so I went and did it again this year. So I have two more charges, but this year they were very friendly. They knew what to expect. They knew I wasn't going to have a problem and um, they didn't actually let me light it last year. So this year I didn't even try (laughs) and both years I just handed it to them. They write me a ticket. Um, The first time it was a book and release. The second time was here's your ticket, go home, you know, see you next year type thing. Um, And then we also work with them, you know, for like the debates and Boise Hemp Fest. And I think they're starting to see that we, you know, are good people and we just want people to pay attention to what we're trying to say about this plant.
0: Well, I must say, I really admire your style, sister. Uh, man, that's that's amazing. Um, how were you treated by the, by the police? And it was the state police, right?
3: Yes. Uh, the first one where I was a passenger in a vehicle, it was the county police, which is the Ada County. They were not very nice. They actually tried to say I was resisting because I tripped and I fell as they were pulling me across the ice and I'm disabled. And it was just a... It was not fun. It was late at night, and I think they treated me with a lot of disrespect, and you know, didn't provide accommodations for my disability or anything like that. It's actually I filed a tort claim against the county for that. But the Idaho State Police, you know, I I had been working with them for a couple of weeks before I actually did it. I wanted them to kn- know what I was doing and know that you know I'm not, we're not harm, you know, going to harm anybody. We're not dangerous. We're just a group of moms that want to you know, get some attention here and change these laws as soon as possible. And so every, you know, I just contact them every year and anytime I need to do it, and we'll go do it. <laughs> I hope that in the future, it eventually becomes, you know, a big protest. We need to have these laws changed. And, but in the meantime, we use them as opportunities to collect signatures for Idaho's current initiative process or attempts. <laughs>
0: Sarah, I am currently advising a Present listener activist who reached out to me from Brazil, uh, hempresent at gmail.com, folks, and I'm also working with some reform advocates in the UK. What advice would you have for any fledgling activist types listening from afar who might be thinking of organizing a Hempfest-style event or, or you know, putting on an action like you have?
3: The biggest thing is to believe in it, to believe in yourself and believe in what you can actually accomplish. And- do once you put your mind to it it can become very overwhelming when you get to the paperwork and the finances and trying to figure out if you can even afford it but in reality most of it comes together right there at the end and as long as you believe that you can do it and you can conquer any hurdle you encounter you know just just do it It, it's about action it's you know about not just sitting around thinking about it or talking about it but actually getting up and doing it figure out how to go through that process. It's all available if you go out and try to do it.
0: Have you, uh, I've got about two minutes to the next break. Have you heard from folks in your community? I mean, you must be somewhat of a cannabis celebrity in, in your town. Have Have you heard messages of support from folks?
3: Um, in reality, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, and there's quite a few of us very dedicated, keep coming back, keep pushing forward activists here who um, encounter very, very little conflict from the community. Most people in Idaho support it. It's, there was actually a BSU poll done in 2010 that said 74% of Idahoans supported medical marijuana. And so, you know, the conflict is few and far between, and most people do give us, you know, offers of support and, you know, tell us that we rock for doing what we're doing. Um, sometimes you get a free coffee once in a while. But, you know, that's not what it's about. and it's really just about creating unity with our community to push this forward and make sure that it gets done as soon as possible for our patients. Yeah. You know, there's so much
0: division in our country right now. Uh, and, and, and prohibition has divided so many Americans, so many families, so many, uh, neighborhoods, uh, that, you know, we're just Americans fighting for, for what we believe is best for our country. Do you agree with that? I got about maybe, I've got about maybe 30 seconds.
3: Yes, I agree. Definitely, that you know, it's we're coming together as a community globally. You know, it's it's about what's best for our entire world and for our future generations. And if we all stand up together and fight, you know, despite any conflict we might have, we'll definitely you know win in the end.
0: It's all about identifying that common ground. My guest is Sarah Frank. We're going to take our second break. Uh, Hear a word from our sponsors and advertisers. Don't go anywhere. Coming back for the last questions. Time
2: to roll out for the people that let us present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana... You can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP.
0: Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option?
4: For the first ever Southeast Cannabis Conference and Expo in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, June 9th through the 11th, register right now at SECCExpo.com. TV talk icon Montel Williams, NFL all-stars Ricky Williams, Marvin Washington, and Kyle Turley lead some of our top-tier panels in industry information, athletics, real estate, technology, medical research, and more. Meet hundreds of vendors and thousands of entrepreneurs at the 2017 Southeast Cannabis Conference and Expo in fort lauderdale last minute registration is open now at seccexpo.com
2: we're back to hemp presents only on cannabis radio now back to our headstrong Emperor of hemp Vivian and we're
0: back for final questions with Sarah Frank on Cannabis Radio. Sarah, how can folks support the Boise Hemp Fest uh, and find out more about the event and the organization?
3: Well, our website is boisehempfest.org, and we are on Facebook for sure. Definitely check us out on Facebook because that's where we post most of our updates. Um, as we get closer to the event, that's where vendors can find applications, volunteers can sign up, um, bands and entertainment, you know, and speakers. Definitely, we definitely need educated people to come and spread knowledge to our audience. Um, people who have lived in the cannabis community and lived the cannabis battle that we all face every day as activists. We we need people to put the spotlight on Idaho because, I mean, we're completely surrounded. We have, you know, Washington, Oregon, completely legal. California just did uh, Nevada, you know, um Utah even has a CBD bill and a protection for parents of children who have epilepsy. And so does Wyoming. And then Montana has a medical program. And then Canada, you know, we're completely surrounded here and we really, really need the help. So we need the volunteers. We need everybody who is interested in changing laws in Idaho to come and be involved. My favorite thing about Boise see Hempfest so far is that it just keeps getting bigger and better. And we get to, at the end of Hempfest once we're all done and just exhausted and about to sleep for a week, we get to now start planning for next year and organizing again for next year and do it all again, but bigger and better because we've learned and we're experienced and we can keep moving forward. Um, so yeah, just keep checking our websites. We'll put out as soon as we're open for everything. And we're planning again for April next year. Anybody who wants to get involved can totally do that. And volunteers get a free t-shirt.
0: Sarah Frank of the Boise, Idaho Hemp Fest. You rock my world. I'm so ashamed I haven't made your event, even though we always have some people down there. I'm going to try to make it next year for sure. Thank you again for being on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. For all your bold advocacy, hempy trails to you, Sarah.
3: Thank you, Vivian.
0: My pleasure. Now I want to get to a weekly feature of Hemp Present on CannabisRadio.com, and that's the quote of the week, and here it is. And I quote, I have used cannabis all over the world. That is Rick Steves, travel author, per, TV personality, and annual Seattle Hemp Fest speaker and sponsor and a good friend. That concludes this installment of Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, keeps this all going. All the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers, join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some other special Sapien on a journey to justice. Because when it comes to prohibition, you have the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice. Because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, toke it easy. And don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. Wherever you are in the world, I will get back to you as soon as I can. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stickerbush, sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro. I'm out.